hello everybody and welcome to episode 20 of the official gears podcast uh where we talk about everything from mouse ears to butter beers i'm alan and as always i'm joined by my co-host brian and we are the guys of ears experience or the gears and we want to thank you for tuning in and listening as we continue our traveling with series um how's it going tonight brian i'm wonderful how are you i am good we had a pretty good weekend it was cool we uh sat out last night with a growler in the fire pit I was all excited about breaking that out. It was a good weekend. I saw it made it home. You had it safely uh, buckled in your car. I did. Um. We put the growler in the back seat <laughs> in a seatbelt because you got to make sure, you know, it makes it home okay. And it did. So uh, it, we, we killed it at the fire pit. So it was good. It was nice. Sacrificial growler. <laughs> we have the bottle to take back and get a refill. But yeah, the they, um, place we go to just tapped their Oktoberfest. So, you know, it was great. Fresh. Nice. 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 All beer. We didn't really do much. We um, did some shopping today, much needed, but a lot of stores were 40 to 60% off of stuff. Um, and the kids had soccer yesterday and my team that I coached scored their first point in three games. So it's very Yay. exciting. <laughs> it was the, the kid that never showed up to practice, hardly been to any games. He kicked it from midfield and scored the goal. And I was like, of course <laughs> he would be the one to do it. So, <laughs> we'll and, and Abigail, we'll yeah, Abigail and some of the other kids are out there running their tails off and getting so close. And I was like, how is that one kid the one that gets it? But um, <laughs> we're getting better. We're one in, th- uh, one in three and we have one game to go. So we'll see. Um, nice. But it's a good, good weekend, so. Um, but as your mouse experts, we're here to help answer all your Disney and Universal destination questions and help you prepare for your next vacation. If you missed it on our last episode, we discussed traveling with teens and young adults with our fellow mouse expert, Jenny. And on this episode, we welcome back fellow mouse expert Summer with us, and we are talking about traveling with an all-girl party. So this is, of course, dads are always invited, but this is mainly moms, uh, daughters, grandmothers, so no, no sons. Um, like I said, dads are dads welcome, so we will include them, but just uh, no, just no sons this chip. So, Summer, what's up? Hey, hey, I'm back. You're back. <laughs> We're glad to have you back. I'm glad, to, glad be to be back. Yeah, I'm excited to talk all girls trips. I've done it with um, just our daughter, and then I've done it literally without the husband, with grandma and aunt. So I feel very prepared to talk about this. That's why we had you on the show. Yeah. That's that's exactly (laughs) why we had you on. So what's, what's new with you? Anything? Oh, it's always, yeah, it's very exciting on the Gulf coast in August and September. So we've storm prepped and the storm went uh, east of us. Now we're storm prepping again. It looks like it's going to hit us right on, but it's going to be more of a rain event. So just kind of preparing to be shut indoors for a few days and hopefully not have a repeat of Harvey is the, the goal. Yeah. Flooding is not good. There's, there's a lot of flooding going on over there. So kind of stay safe. Yeah. We, during Harvey, we left our house on a boat. So we were a little wow. post-traumatic <laughs> over here, but I yeah. think we'll be okay. It doesn't look that bad. That's good. We'll keep an eye out for you. Thanks. <laughs> So, Summer, how old are your girls? I just have one. She's eight years old. Her name is, um, no, just the one. We do always have um, my best friend's daughter with us, so she's in a lot of photos. They're both eight. (laughs) But um, just one girl. Her name is Blakely, and um, she's 
she's terrible. She's spoiled rotten. She's just like me and <laughs> made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's amazing. She's the light of my life. Nice. So um, when you do go with Blakely, do you, is it just typically you and your husband or do you guys travel with a lot of other people most of the time? Usually um, our very first trip was just us three. I don't think we've, Oh, we've done a Disneyland trip just us three since, but um, most of the time my mom and sister um, and my sister's husband tag along. So it's kind of a multi-generational trip most of the time. Okay. So you should be able to provide lots of good info. Should. Let's hope. <laughs> we, we've done one trip with uh, my brother and family and, and he's got all girls, um, but they are... They're not huge Disney people, um, even my nieces, which is interesting because I, I've tried to give them, you know, the storybooks about Disney and watch movies and stuff with them. It's just not really their thing. Um, they had no idea about Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and princesses, and they didn't, didn't really know what to expect or what to do. Um, so they didn't really care about dressing up. We did have matching t-shirts for most of the days we went and everybody seemed to like those. Um, so it was a very different experience with, with his girls they were all kind of i wouldn't call them tomboy but um they're definitely not girly girls so it was interesting that's, it was a fun trip though that's kind of i've seen it from both sides because when we first started going my daughter was very girly very princessy and now if i buy her anything with a princess on it she is like that is for little kids mom i am not wearing that so like, <laughs> she i've done both at this point you've got to get them in there early i can't stress enough to get your kids to disney before they're like five like because after that it's totally different like our trips before she turned five she was so little and she was such a little princess and now she's oh my god she's like a little teenager now and she's only eight eight going on 18 (laughs) My, my oldest niece was like that too yeah yeah, I agree with you. It's it's completely different. I mean, Abigail is just now six, but I mean, she's like 21. So, yeah. uh, I mean, she's like gung-ho. I don't need stroller. I don't need, you know, and just on her own, she's like independent. So just give her a map and let her go and find her later, basically. <laughs> so don't try to plan anything with her. So she, she uh, there's been times where she's looked at cast members when they said it's time for somebody else to, you know, see the princess. She's just, but I'm not done talking. Yeah, what's your problem? <laughs> yeah. uh, I waited. It's my turn. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It's good to have little strong-willed girls. They grow into strong-willed women. Oh yeah, she does. Absolutely. Lord help her husband. So. Mm-hmm. I am not helping with that one. So <laughs> he is on his own. Yeah, that's funny. Well, that's perfect that we're talking about strong-willed girls because that takes us right into our first kind of topic is um, what are some of the top myths about traveling with girls and what do the girls want to do? So, you know, I don't have kids. So Brian's got a a six-year-old. You've got an eight-year-old girl. So what are some of those myths that people would think um, for little girls? I'm going to say that my daughter has to look cute every day in the parks. Um, if you try to make it to where your daughters are wearing the princess dresses every single day and looking cute and have their hair done and all that, especially during the summer months, 
you're going to pay for it later on in the afternoon when they're hot, they're tired, they're like, you know, they're, they're agitated because the, the dress is like uncomfortable. So I would say, you know, we've talked about it in the past when you decide to dress them up in costumes and stuff, just kind of maybe take some extra clothes and change into later. Um, put them in matching shirts with the family or just some princess shirts. Like if you're going to see, um, if you're going to have caught, um, that day dress them in a frozen shirt or like a snow white shirt something like that if you're going to magic kingdom do a cinderella shirt or a Minnie mouse um just something like that but you don't have to make them super super cute every single day they're going to look cute no matter what because they're in disney and they've got their shirts on and you know some ears or something so yeah my top myth is just just they don't have to look super cute every day in the princess costumes so no i I've had a couple of clients who will send me a picture and it's just, it's five different princess dresses, you know, that plasticky yeah. itchy. Yeah. And they're like, we got one for every day. I'm like, Oh, okay. But let's pack like, something a little comfortable to change into when they're done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but some, I've seen some little girls who are like, no, you're not taking this dress off me, honey. Like I'm yes. wearing this all day. So yeah. it depends on the kid. You yeah. probably know your kid best, but I would have a backup. Mm-hmm. I see that commercial where the, the guy talks about his daughter in her princess outfit all the time. And, you know, he has to take it off of her every now and then to wash it. So I'm sure, you know, there are the kids out there that are like that are like, no, I'm a princess and you're not, you know, you, you can rip it off my cold dead body. Um, <laughs> but, but I wonder how much of that is the parents trying to do that or if the kids yeah. are really excited about it. So it's, it's an interesting that way. idea. Mm-hmm. So my, my sister's that way. She has to have a princess dress for every, every park. Um, they have to match and now she's got two. So they're both going to have to do it. And I'm just like, you're, you're, you're going to pay for it later when they're hot and they're tired and they don't want to do this. And the dress is itchy. They got glitter everywhere. It's just, it's, I mean, some can do it. Some can't. So we'll we'll see. But I mean, don't get me wrong in our outfit change. We still going to look cute because mama paid $169 (laughs) for memory maker. (laughs) and Those are our Christmas card pictures. So we got to look cute the whole time, but it doesn't have to be in the itchy princess dresses. True. Very yes, true. Agreed. Agreed. So what about what um, little girls don't enjoy thrill rides? Where do you guys fall on that one? Totally false. Oh my gosh. That's all they yeah. wanted. Once they do the thrill rides, they're like, I'm not going on small world. Who's <laughs> 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 Winnie the Pooh? What? Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, one of Abigail's favorites is um, the Snow White, uh, the the Mine Train, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and she calls it the Snow White ride. So I don't know if that's why what's one of her favorites, but she loves that one. And um, of course, the Barnstormer, which is a thrill ride for their age. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, there's others that she likes that that are thrill rides, and she she does like Small World, but it's because of the song. And I'm just like, please stop, please stop, please Mm -hmm. stop. um, (laughs) And they they're just like everybody else in the park. They love thrill rides. So yeah, but yeah I, I think that's completely false as well. 100% false. That family trip we took. Um, so we took my nieces and my middle niece, um, she doesn't really care about this. She was much more content to see the, the princesses and the characters. Uh, my youngest niece, who was actually six while we were there. Um, so the first night we got there, we took him on Tower of Terror which was probably not the best thing after, you know, a day and a half in the car and then dinner and they were all getting kind of tired. <laughs> that didn't go over really well. Um, but our next day was a studio day. And so we got to the studio and um, 
Uh, my middle niece wanted nothing to do with rock and roller coaster. And the youngest six-year-old kept saying, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. And she was tall enough. So we're like, okay. You know, and I think I've told this before we get her in and she sees the coaster launch and she's like, oh my gosh, are we doing that? <laughs> Apparently we are. So, you know, rock and roller coaster. She had never even been to six flags before rock and roller coaster going upside down was her very first roller coaster ever. And That's she did crazy. every single coaster at the park, even space mountain when she had to sit by herself, she became a coaster freak. So yeah. Definitely, um, you know, kids like the thrill rides. It's fun. They they really do. They really do. What else do we um, have? Another myth is that it's going to be all about the princesses for the girls. Um, my daughter is like her mama, and she likes to flirt. So it's not all about the princesses. It's about the Kylo Ren's and the Gaston's <laughs> and the Prince Eric's. That's no, funny. but she gets really, she gets excited, especially when she was much younger. But I think when she was really little, it was the cutest when we would go to like the Winnie the Pooh um, breakfast in Magic Kingdom at Crystal Palace. And like, they're just hot, burying their faces in those big fluffy characters. Um, I kind of feel like those aren't as intimidating as like a beautiful princess right in front of you. Yeah. And you know, they're not a face character. So um, that's what she would get more excited about. I think was the Mickey and, you know, Minnie, just these characters that she watched on Disney junior every day. The princesses were a little almost intimidating when she was that young. And now I think she still loves them, but she doesn't think it's cool to love them as much as she did when she was littler. Sure. That's pretty funny. Uh, what about things like Star Wars? Now, has she seen Star Wars? Oh, yeah. She's seen all of them. Um, she gets really upset. have you been upset. since Galaxy's Edge opened? We, uh, we took her to the one in Disneyland. So she went there. It was about a year ago now, like this week will be a year ago. Um, so her favorite ride was the Millennium Falcon. She loved piloting it. And it, everybody was so sweet there because it's a lot of locals that go to that park in Disneyland. Right. And, you know, they're, they're like older, like adults in their 20s. And I was like, oh, my God, they're not going to want this little girl to like pilot their ship. They want to get these like big scores but that's what she wanted to do and every time we rode they were like yeah you pilot and like we would get horrible scores but they were so sweet like high-fiving her and stuff so she thought that was like the coolest thing ever now did you run into any of the um club people when you were out there at disneyland what do you mean club people so disneyland has a really interesting group of annual pass holders that all belong to different little clubs and they're literally like motorcycle gangs they have <laughs> denim um you know denim sleeveless vest jackets and they have the big patch on the back like they're you know borderline motorcycle gang kind of thing but it's all about disney stuff oh. i mean and they they like they're serious about disney but it's just it's it's an edgier kind of disney so i was wondering if you had <laughs> noticed any of that but yeah you'll see groups of you know eight or ten people together and they look like a motorcycle gang but if you look at their insignia it's all about disney stuff um and they're, they're super friendly and super open they, they might at first glance you know yeah. look like they're gonna murder you but um <laughs> those are my kind of people yeah there's it's it's a really <laughs> interesting dynamic of people that go out there because like you said i, I grew up in california and it, disneyland is um really a big local park the locals really support mm -hmm. disneyland 
mm-hmm. and so then they things like galaxy's edge openings if they were all about it um but yeah it's just it's interesting and I, I remember seeing them last time i was there and i'm like who are these biker people <laughs> i'm like what's the deal but they were like the most cheering and Aww. you know welcoming and and it, you just, at first glance you're like what is this but apparently i love that park i love that park more than world that's probably not a popular opinion but i love it it's so different to me like i said i grew up out there and it was it was the first i saw too but it just feels like there's so much more crammed into a smaller area because it is a lot smaller Mm -hmm. Um, but many of the attractions that are at disneyland are spread out in disney world at different parks Mm -hmm. and there's certain things like the matterhorn i love the matterhorn and we don't have matterhorn Matterhorn in florida um Mm -hmm. So there's some cool things out there um, that are that are a little different that uh, it's it's interesting. So uh, the first time we went, uh, Mark had never been there. And Mark said that all of Fantasyland smelled like your grandma's house. All the attractions <laughs> that you go through, um, yeah, Pinocchio and Peter that. Pan, and they, they all kind of smelled like mothballs and stuff. They were interesting. I'm like, well, you know. It's, they're so old. Yeah. yeah. But, and they're still operational and fun. But yes. yeah, that was, that was oh. one yeah. So um, she loves Galaxy's Edge. She hasn't been to the one at uh, Walt Disney World yet, but I did. But like I did Disneyland in September and then World in February, and they felt very similar to me. So mm-hmm. I feel like she's gonna love the one at World too. She hasn't done Rise, which I know that's gonna be her favorite. Like I already know. Yeah, so the two I'm lands at Disneyland and Disney World are virtually identical. Um, Disney World has two entrances to the land and Disneyland actually has three the way it's situated. Um, mm-hmm. But that third entrance to the land is actually like a gate in Disney World. So uh, and other than the color scheme being a bit different, um, Disney mm-hmm. World is a little brighter, more vibrant just because the Florida sun, they know things are going to fade. So they, they added some more um, saturation to the colors when they did it. Uh, but other than that, it's, mm-hmm. it's a very almost identical, but I haven't been to Disneyland since it opened yet, and I want to go and see both as well. Oh, it's very nice. But yeah, I would say to those going on all-girls trips, do not skip Galaxy's Edge because, and even if you don't know the story, I think it's still really cool, and you can get into it, and your little ones will really get into it. Yeah. Yeah. The the rides themselves are just cool enough that I think anybody can appreciate. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then you've got Ray, who's the main star and character in the newest movies and i mean she's appears to be a late teenage early you know young adult female and i mean so there's just somebody else for you know little girls to look up to other than a princess because not everybody looks up to princesses so right and i love that they roam through galaxy's edge that they're not just in an area doing you know a queue of autographs and whatever they're actually roaming around and playing in um Ray is often hiding from the stormtroopers or people or Kylo Ren and she'll grab little kids to hide with her and talk to them. And, you know, we're trying to stay away from that guy. Like, it's kind of cool. The interactions you get. Yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like seeing little kids dressed up as Ray too. Yes. My daughter was Ray for Halloween uh, a couple years ago and it was so cute. Oh my God. It was so cute. And my brother-in-law was Chewbacca I mean, everybody was somebody from Star Wars. They That's all awesome. went all out for her. It was really fun. That's awesome. That is cool. Have you ever done Pirates League or anything with your little girls? I haven't, but my daughter has proven that she does not like any of that stuff. Like, she loved Bipti, which we'll get to in a little bit. She loved it the first time. 
she'll never do it again. So I was like, we're not doing Pirates League. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I've similar. had clients with little girls who love it. So I wouldn't count yeah. it out. Abigail likes it. Um, mainly because she likes the eye patch and the you know, bandana, the, the scarf that they get. Um, and then she likes just going on the hunt, finding the, the, you know, the little boxes and, and everything. Um, so she, it's definitely something little girls can get into or girls can get into. Um, I think it, Elizabeth Swan character meet would be very popular if they did it kind of throughout uh, different times um, because everybody loves the Elizabeth Swan character from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Um, but it's, it's something else that if you have somebody that's not super girly girly or, you know, out of the princess uh, stage that, you know, they can do. And it's just, again, it's not just for boys. Um, right. And there's a couple other things like that. Yeah. You got mm-hmm. the sorcerers um, that you can do. Um, I mean, there's just several things like that, that it's not just for boys. Everybody can get into and have a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, um, any other myths that we might have missed? I think we probably got them all. I mean, the big ones anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I feel like when you're booking a girl's trip in summer, you can let me know if I'm right or wrong. But when you're booking a, a girl's trip, there are three different resorts that I feel like would be ideal for you know a girl's trip and you start at the values with art of animation you get the little mermaid room um you got outside you got all the different scenes from little little mermaid all the characters out there as statues when you go to the moderates you have the princess rooms at the port orleans resorts uh, or port orleans riverside and then when you go up to deluxe you have the grand floridian and the majestic feel of that whole era um I mean, that's just elegant. It just screams, you know, fancy. Um, I, I just, to me, I think that's just something girls would really, you know, young girls, especially they, they feel like they're almost like in a castle. Um, but then you also have the Cinderella and Prince Charming experience where they come down and they dance in the main um, main lobby that a lot of people don't know about. And you, you can just be walking by and get. And I mean, that, again, I think would take girls back into feeling like they're in a fairy tale. absolutely our first trip we stayed at art of animation in the little mermaid room when it was just me my husband and daughter and she was um two she was about to turn three and so at that age like being in a room that immersive for a two-year-old is just like what did i just walk into (laughs) like (laughs) this is off the chain like she loved it and i loved it too because i mean i love ariel so i was like oh this is so cool but um i don't know how much my husband loved it i think he was fine with it but (laughs) i I think it's a really neat concept like i really love that resort Mm -hmm. Um, there's just so much to look at i mean the things are just the the size of the the scenes out between the buildings are enormous um the lobby with the different um hand-drawn uh sketches on it um is is really neat to see that that whole resort just is extremely intriguing to me and i I just i love it it's a nice one i like that one Um, and then when you have you stayed at the uh in one of the princess rooms at port orleans we have so uh that trip it was me my daughter my mom and sister and that was i think for my 30th birthday um 
So that's probably my favorite out of the Little Mermaid in that room that's princess themed because it has a lot of princesses incorporated in it. And everywhere you look in that room is just something little from each one of their movies. Like the carpet is like the magic carpet, like yeah. at the foot of your bed. And then the faucets or the lamp from Aladdin. Um, and then overall, it's like mostly Tiana, which we are a very big Tiana family. So, um, and I love that resort anyway. So that one just kind of wins over a little more for yeah. me when choosing between the two. Um, but yeah, I love, love, love that room. And I feel like Port of, um, Polynesian could be pretty good for girls too. You go in, you get a lay, there's, mm -hmm. you know, there's yeah. an atmosphere there about Polynesian that feels kind of princessy. And so we know that the resort, um, is remaining closed for the most part through uh, next summer for some refurbishments. And the rumor is that they're bringing some more Moana theming into the rooms, which would help that as well. Uh, I'm not opposed to Moana themed. No, no I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I think even my eight year old who's like, no to princesses now would love a Moana room because it's not, she's very like an adventurous princess yeah. and not mm -hmm. very girly. So um, I think that would appeal to a broader group. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Everybody loves Moana. They don't like the um, You're Welcome song anymore, but um, I know everybody loves Moana. <laughs> I still like it too. And I, I still, I anytime it. I say you're welcome, I say it in the rock's voice. So yeah. Exactly. You got to sing it. You can't just say it anymore. You got to sing it. Yeah. What about, are there any um, must do's for an all girl party? So you're all girls traveling together. What do you have to do when you're there? You have to go to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique if your child is three years or older. Um, I feel like for all my clients are like, I don't care what we do, but we need to go to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and we need to go to Cinderella's Royal Table. Like put us wherever, but we've got to do that if they have little girls. Um, the first time we did it, it was like, oh my God, it was so sweet and so special. And I just, I look at those pictures still and she was so tiny and like her fairy godmother. Um, it was a really, really fun trip. And then I think by the second time we did it, she had just kind of gotten out of her princess phase and she was like, I don't have a fairy godmother mom. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> and like, I felt so bad because our fairy godmother who was doing the makeover, like you could tell she was so sad. Like, I'm trying to make this special. And I was like, no, she's just a horrible child. It's not you, it's her. Like, <laughs> fine. But it's so sweet. And most little girls like just die over it. It's so... I love how they do it. It's so immersive to, for that age group. Like I do just, it doesn't get any better. Yeah. I, I agree. Like you, you have to do it at least once. Um, you don't have to do it every trip, but do it at least once for your little girl. I guess we got to tell them there's three different locations. You can do it. Uh, one is at Disney Springs. One is in the magic kingdom. And the third one is I'm drawing a blank. At the Grand Floridian. Grand Floridian. Yes. They just um, opened it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was not uh, long before COVID hit. <laughs> it just opened. Yeah. Uh, but it is really immersive and it does take quite a bit of time. So if you guys are booking one of those reservations or if your travel agent books one, uh, make sure that you book that time correctly. Like you, you have a lot for 
a couple hours because by the time you get there, you got to wait a little bit and then you sit down in your chair and you get all princessed up. Um, it is, but it, the end result is truly magical. And, you know, you see the little girls walking all over the parks dressed um, to it, you know, to a T and just looking like little princesses, like they're supposed to. And they're getting compliments from cast members, from other guests. And, you know, again, I, I think it's just something everybody has to do once with their little girls, but maybe not every trip. So I agree. It's still the cast member in me. I, like I said before, you know, you see the kids and the princesses and you always say, hey, princess, how you doing? You know, it, it just, it's kind of makes them feel special and fun. So, yeah. 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 So I'm going to kind of go with Summers, um, but not really with the Bippity Boppity Boutique. And before I said, you don't have to dress your girl up in super cute outfits every single day. But do it at least once. Let them dress in a princess costume and walk around either Epcot or uh, Magic Kingdom, you know, for at least half the day or, or all day, uh, because then they, they really get those compliments uh, when they meet the characters who are there dressed like they get a different, mm-hmm. you know, interaction with them. Um, Definitely. Especially, especially if it's like uh, Aurora, Cinderella, Snow White, um, you know, Anna, Elsa, they, they love complimenting the little girls on their dresses. So I would say you definitely have to dress like a princess at least once on your trip, not, I mean, the little girls have to, not, not, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not dressing like a princess. So, um, oh, come on, Brian. But, uh, but, and the one thing I want to point out is that if, um, you start to get a little older and you kind of age out of the Bibbidi Bobby Boutique, there is a salon at the Grand Floridian that does a similar style, um, hairdos and things like that for people that are a little older up through adults so if you were uh, going to a nice dinner uh, and you wanted to go get your hair done and you know get a nice blowout or get a, a tinkerbell bun or anything like that um one of the salons at grand Floridian will do that so you could always partner and you know mom and auntie could go to the adult salon and the youngster can go to Bibbidi Bobby boutique and everybody can kind of go hang out together is one option just to throw out there too yeah you can also disney bound if you're if you've aged mm-hmm. out of that um Bippity boppity boutique age, but uh, and Disney bounding is, I mean, popular among all ages. And there's some really, really good ones out there if you just Google it and just kind of look at all the yeah. different things people have come up with. It is there. There's some super creative people that do it. Absolutely. So another thing that we want to talk about is um, there are two really good um, princess meals, kind of three. Um, but, the, you know, there's different characters on a rotating schedule, but one of those is the Akershus Royal Banquet Hall at Epcot. So when you go into Epcot, this is over in Norway. It's near the um, Frozen Ever After attraction. Um, and there are different character princesses that rotate through there. So you can meet um, Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, Snow White, Aurora, Mulan, Mary Poppins, or Cinderella, depending on who's there those days. Um, so that's a really cool option. I haven't done that one yet. Uh, and I actually haven't done the other one either, um, but I want to, so I have to see what that's about. Um, but the other one is the fairytale dining at Cinderella's Royal Table. So we, I'll talk about Cinderella's Royal Table. So this is your actual um, banquet hall in Cinderella's Castle up on the second floor, um, and you will meet people like Ariel, Cinderella, Snow White, Aurora, or Jasmine on any given day or evening. Um, now, the characters are not in there and coming to your tables right now, just due to COVID, but the character dining is so popular as soon as they're able, I'm sure these will come back. 
Um, and there's one other option that we, we don't talk about a whole lot. Um, it's 1900 Park Fair, and it's another one at the Grand Floridian. And it's one of those places where um, it's typically Mary Poppins or Alice um, for those meals that you're seeing. Um, if you go during the day for the breakfast, I believe it's Alice or Mary Poppins. And I think if you go in the evening, um, it's the Cinderella family. So you may be Cinderella, Prince Charming. You might meet the uh, you know uh, stepmother and the stepsisters. So there's some interesting um, options there for princess meals. Now, have you done any of those? We've done all of those. Um, <laughs> Atta girl. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love 1900 Park Fair's dinner with Cinderella and the stepsisters. Um, one, because her little cutie, Prince Eric, is there. And then the stepsisters are hilarious. My daughter was wearing a little uh, Cinderella dress. And they came up to her. And this is like one of our first nights, probably. And she was expecting them to just kind of fawn all over her, you know, like all of the characters do. But that's not really their style. So they were like, oh, my dishwasher wears that dress. And she just looked at me like, what the heck? Like, what's their problem? <laughs> and oh, my God. And then they were just flirting with my husband, which was so funny. Um, the stepmom was fabulous. She was just like so cold and, you yeah. know, just exactly who she is. Um, so we love doing that one. Um, we love Ackershire's too. Anastasia and Drizella are a fun character meet. Oh, yeah. they're hysterical. I've got a story with them later on in the episode, but it, it, they're <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. My favorite characters to meet are usually the villains. Um, they are. There's just more to play with there. You know, like they're just, they have, a, they're really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, I really like Akershush uh, out of out of those three choices because we do it for breakfast and mm -hmm. typically we try to get it before Epcot opens. Mm -hmm. So you're getting in typically about six, maybe seven characters, which if you go around to each country and try to meet them, that's like a 20 minute wait. So you're looking at saving about an hour of your time at least meeting characters that they just come around to your table while you're eating. As soon as you get done, if you do it early enough, you do it, you get your breakfast at like eight o'clock, you're done by nine, the park opens at nine, you hop right in line for Frozen Ever After, you ride it, you have a fast pass later on for it, so you get to ride it twice in one day, um, or you have, you know, you, you don't have to use a fast pass, you can use your fast pass for Text Tracker Soren. Um, it's just like the best of, of, of both worlds when you get to do that one for breakfast. Um, that's the only one we've done it for, um, but I, and it's, it's really waffles. good. I don't know what it is about Mickey waffles, but they're so much better than the waffles I get around here. I don't know why. Yes. Maybe the yeah. shape. They, maybe there's something in the batter, but they're amazing. They're amazing. We do, it's it's the family style food, so you're not like mm -hmm. waiting around for it. You don't have to get up like buffets or anything. Um, it's really good food, and I mean, like I said, you're getting an hour's worth of character meats in you know, but just by sitting down while you're eating breakfast. Yeah. So mm -hmm. or, or or lunch or dinner. Um, but yeah, it's that one's my favorite out of the three. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree that I like the food there the best. We've also only done breakfast, though. Um, I think character-wise, I like 1900 Park Fair and food-wise, Akershire's. And then we've only done the Cinderella Royal Table one once, actually. Um, and it was not, I mean, it's, I feel like you kind of have to do it. It's in the castle 
Bethel. You kind of check that off your list and it was really good. It is just, it's pricey. So, you know, save it for that special trip. Yeah. We usually have the dining plan and it's two credits um, Mm -hmm. versus the one for Akershish. And plus that you're getting at least one, maybe two more characters. Uh, It's just, uh, you know, again, like you said, Summer, you have to do it. It's just part of the Disney experience. Um, But after you've done it, then, then you can branch off, you know, maybe enjoy the other ones a little bit more. So we got a couple other character meals though, too, that are, they feature princesses, but they're not necessarily considered princess breakfast. Summer, you want to go over those? Um, so the Bon Voyage Adventure, how do you say that restaurant's name? Trattoria Al Forno? Is that? I think you got it. I think you got it. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I can see the sign in my head, but it's on the boardwalk. Um, so it is a breakfast. It's only breakfast. They don't do it at lunch or dinner, but for breakfast, it's Rapunzel, Flynn Rider, Ariel, and Prince Eric. Um, and it's really unique. You do not see the princes. Like the only time you usually see them is like Halloween parties and Christmas parties, maybe where you can meet them. Yeah. Or if they're um, in the parade, but that's about it. Right. You can wave. Um, you used to be able to meet um, Tiana's. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm blanking Naveen. on Tiana. Naveen. You used to be yeah. able to meet Naveen in New Orleans with her, but. I don't think you can even do that anymore. Definitely not now with COVID. But anyways, um, it's a really unique one. So you get the two princes and the two princesses. um, And it's really yummy food. They have really yummy breakfast drinks, too, with and without alcohol. So it's a nice way to start your day. And Flynn Ryder, he's he's very funny. Like, also known as Eugene. Eugene, yes. (laughs) Um, He's really fun. Yeah, he's fun to interact with, for sure. And then um, at Be Our Guest, you can see the Beast at, I guess now you can see him, I think all through the day, he's like walking through there right now. Um, So yeah, you can see him and it's so heavily themed Beauty and the Beast that, um, I mean, it's very, it's very princessy without actually having like princesses there. Yeah. 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 That's what I kind of feel. So what other kind of cool character meats are there that we might have that some of the good character meals that might be good. So some of the fun ones that I like are uh, Minnie and Daisy with little girls, um, Anna and Elsa. Of Daisy course. is a diva uh, when you meet her. She really is. She, yeah. She's like a especially way bigger magic, diva than Minnie is. She's a Especially diva. at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> I feel like at Magic Kingdom, her attitude is a little wor- bit worse than the rest of the parks. Uh, and the same thing for Elsa. Elsa or is, or not Elsa, Anna is really like vibrant and bouncy and just kind of like all over the place. Anytime you meet her, she's got that role down very, very well. Um, You had the fairy godmother, um, the wicked stepsisters on Anastasia and Drizella. Uh, When I took Abigail to meet them, Mandy and Blaine went off and they were riding something or getting a snack or something like that. So Abigail and I went and got in line and met them and they just kind of were, you know, talking about it you know talking to abigail and kind of she's looking at him like you said summer just like what are they doing like why are they why, why are they being so mean or whatever and then they started flirting with me and then all of a sudden they see the ring on my finger and they said oh well we weren't really all that interested in anyway you're not really our type and all this kind of stuff and i was just like what happened here and like you guys were just all over me a minute ago and 
you know they they are hilarious and <laughs> the, like you said the the villains are the the funnest people to meet like they they're just so incredibly talented and witty and you know you've got to give a little bit of attitude and and play around with them when you do meet them um you also have princess tiana who is wonderful to meet she will sit down and talk to you about beignets and cooking and you know did you go down to uh the bayou um tinkerbell is hilarious she's just very flighty and kind of like all over the place um pocahontas is cool she's very down to earth merida i think is one of the greatest ones that you have because she has her accent and just uh, real strong and you know you just, it's kind of funny to watch kids because they can't understand her a lot of times mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, so they're just sitting there looking at her while she's talking um, and then there are actually two two male interactions that get a lot of good responses uh, from from little girls and it's Peter Pan and Gaston um, Summer you can go over the Gaston one I'll leave that one for you but Peter Pan really <laughs> interests <laughs> Peter Pan really interacts with them and takes them for a walk and they go look for Wendy and his shadow and all this. And uh, yeah, he's great to meet. And of course, Summer, you, you love Gaston. Oh, I love him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's so fun. Cause he immediately, he, I love how he like immediately rejects you. Like you're not Belle. Like I would never like, and it doesn't matter how old you are. It's not just to me. I know it's not just to me. Um, (laughs) Does it to like little girls too. And I love it when the little girls like fight back with him and they're like, she doesn't love you. And like, he just goes at it with them. Like you can tell, like he's having a lot of fun with it. Um, and it's so cute. And it's always like those strong willed little girls who are just like, they can't wait to get up there and just like give it to him. Like, Oh, I love <laughs> it <funny>. so much. <laughs> Especially the ones dressed as Belle. They're the ones mm-hmm. that I feel like really give it to him. So it, it's hilarious. And it's, you can sit there for 15, 20 minutes and we just watch him and, you know, get yeah. a really good feel out of it. It's, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. They have great sure. interactions with little kids and adults. They're, they're just hysterical mm-hmm. to watch. They're, mm-hmm. they're a lot of fun. Uh, something else that is just an interesting little side bit is when you visit uh, Princess Fairytale Hall, keep a lookout for Cinderella's glass slipper. Uh, it is in between the two lines. When you go to the left to go meet two of the characters or to go to the right, it's sitting in a glass box right there in the wall. Um, so it's a great photo opportunity. Can't try it on though. It's in a box in the wall. Yeah, yeah, you can't try it on, but it, it's definitely a good photo op for little girls. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Alan, what attractions do you think are, I don't want to say geared towards little girls, but would more, maybe more appeal to uh, little girls than, than boys? So there's a lot of great ones. Um, as an adult and a Beauty and the Beast fan, I actually really enjoy <laughs> to go through the Enchanted Tales with Belle at the Magic Kingdom. Um, there's some There's some pretty cool effects in there. Like the first room you go into when the Magic Mirror opens, just seeing that is, you're like, Wait, what just happened? Um, and it's really cool to have Belle come in in her big gown and kind of reenact the story with the kids. They pull kids out of the audience to play parts. Um, it's super interactive. It's really fun. Yeah, dads, parents get pulled out too. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool little attraction. Um, and I think it's really neat at the end um, when Belle thanks the kids for participating, she gives them a bookmark, which I think is just the coolest thing to help encourage kids to read. Um, you know, here's a bookmark for you, things like that. Um, 
I, I think it's a fun attraction. Um, obviously, if you're going to go over to Epcot, um, there is the new Beauty and the Beast sing-along over in France. So any Beauty and the Beast fan, you can go in and sing along with some of the songs and clips from the movie, which is a lot of fun as well. Um, Frozen Ever After at Epcot. I mean, what little princess does not want to go and see Anna and Elsa um, in the attraction? And, and uh, it's a fun one. I love Sven in there. I'm a huge Sven fan. I think Sven the Reindeer is super fun. Um, well, and he looks so good in there. That's one I think um, little boy or boys can be okay with and, and won't put up too big of a fight mm-hmm. because of the um, the drop, the, the, the big snowman, um, Olaf, Sven. The boat ride so, aspect of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that one I think is, is good for both genders. And there's some good yeah. little Easter eggs as you go through the queue. Um, there's some little video clips and things uh, with Oaken and things like that. And his family in there are kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's definitely a great one. Um, at the Magic Kingdom, there is the uh, Journey to the Little Mermaid, the attraction. Um, so you get to ride through there and uh, see Ursula animatronic, which is really cool. And, um, you know, obviously the Little Mermaid music. Um, some pretty cool things going on there. Those are definite um, fun attractions for all ages, but definitely little girl kind of theme. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. My husband got to be, um, what is it, like one of the guards or something in Enchanted mm-hmm. Tales with Belle? Yeah, suit um, of armor. Yes. And he just wanted to crawl in a hole. Like, he was like, what is happening? <laughs> my daughter was just like, thought it was the neatest thing ever. And so as soon as he saw how, like, trick like she was so freaked out about it he was like okay this is awesome um so it was fun sitting in the audience with like both of them up there participating in the show anything like that that the kids actually actually participate in I feel like they enjoy more because they're like oh I got picked and and that one they have a great way of making all the kids involved like at the end all the kids get up and do a little dance around the thing so nobody feels left out yeah disney is all about telling a story and at that one your kids actually get to be in the story so yeah mm-hmm. summer, anytime they get a chance to interact with the characters and be part of it the um it just makes the experience so much more worth it i do feel a little bad for the dads that get picked to be the suit of armor because they're just standing out there completely still holding the shield just standing there and you know you can't move or whatever and it's just, i was glad i was not picked to be one of the (laughs) (laughs) and i do appreciate yeah i do appreciate the bookmark though too because like i said it it does encourage them to read bell is a huge bookworm like we all know Mm -hmm. um but it's a simple souvenir that they can take with them that you can put Mm -hmm. in a purse or a bag or something it's not super you know something super big it's not something that's going to break easy while they're walking around the park uh it's not a pin or a you know a button or anything like that um I, i I appreciate that one a lot. And, you know, it's just another touch that you got to get a Bell's bookmark. You can't, it's not just another button or a pressed penny or something like that. It's, you know, something unique. Yeah. That was a great idea. I like those. Yeah. So we have some shows that um, everybody would love, but especially little girls in summer. What, what two come to mind for you? So, my very favorite show in all of Walt Disney World, and it doesn't mean it's the best show, but it's just my personal favorite is Beauty and the Beast Live on Stage. I love musical theater. And on 
I guess it was our second trip. We were walking up and we were a little bit late. Um, the show was like just about to begin. And this guy stopped us and um, this cast member and he was like asking Blakely questions like, what's your name, princess? And da, 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 da. And I was like, we're late. We got to go like trying to like hurry her along. <laughs> and my mom was like, stop it. <laughs> and so I stopped. And then he was like, do you want to do a special part in the show? And she's like, just shaking her head yes and so she had gotten picked to go up to like the front and you get like special seating and then at the very end of the show they um she walks up to the stage and they give her a rose at the end and it I mean I was just bawling like I was like I can't believe I was so rude I was trying to like rush him past this guy <laughs> but my tip for that is um I think Show the reason she was picked <laughs> that and I think the reason she was picked is she's an only child and so oh. <laughs> they didn't have to choose between two sisters it's easier to just have a family with one girl so there's no hurt feelings so pick your favorite daughter and take her to that show <laughs> <laughs> wow that's, that's an interesting tip okay good that's, that's my tra that's travel tip for that show I can just and see then, Summer talking to that cast member like, you don't understand. I'm missing Gaston. Like, I have yeah. to go sit down. I brought my extremely long three-foot lens to put on my camera so I get a good shot. <laughs> Listen, I can neither confirm or deny that was the conversation, but maybe. <laughs> I'm sure your husband will confirm or deny it. So He yeah. wasn't there on that trip. So, but he, he would assume that that's how it went. Um, and then another great show that's also in Hollywood studios is for the first time in forever, a frozen sing-along. That's another one. Um, I feel like we can go to it every time and still enjoy it. Um, it's a little different each time because the narrators change and um, they kind of do their own spin on they tell the same story, but they do their own jokes and they're very, very funny, very charismatic. Um, I've never had a set of narr narrators that I didn't enjoy. Um, so I love doing that one. And she's still, as much as she's like, I'm not a little kid or whatever, like she'll still sing along in that show and enjoy it. So we like that one a lot. That's a fun show. I talk about that all the time. Like it, to me, it's hysterical to go and sit in, in the audience and listen to all the dads sing along at the top of their lungs. And I'm like, all right, there you go. <laughs> to me, I think it's hysterical. It's like all part of the fun. Go enjoy. Go be a kid. I yeah, feel like I you're know. finally like letting off steam with the music because you've heard it so much at home and you're so annoyed with it at home. But then you get there and you're like, you can just sing it as loud as possible and it kind of gets out all your frustration from hearing it so many times yeah. Yeah. when i talk about you it's, it's another one of my little favorite silly little moments but if you happen to be in the magic kingdom um you know watching the castle show and the music starts and elsa comes out to sing let it go there's like this collective squeal that kind of goes through the crowd and all the little girls realize elsa's coming and she's gonna sing just like it's like one of the yeah. best things of being there for the day. You're like, it's Elsa. Like, yeah. <laughs> hysterical. Yes. And it's always there. Like, love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But. We we love the uh, first time in forever. Um, 
even Blaine, he won't admit it, but he loves the jokes. Um, I, I'm not so much watching the dad sing and everything as I am just sitting there laughing at the jokes. Yeah, they're uh, pretty fun. They're, yeah, and you can pick up some good dad jokes there. So mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a good show for everybody, not just girls, but everybody can really enjoy Definitely. that one. And we, we we talk about that one a lot on this show. Uh, that just tells you how good it really is. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It's a nice twist on the story. It's a little different. You get the humor and things in it too. That's not yeah, not just you know watching a cartoon and pretending to like it. Yeah, to me, it almost feels like if Olaf was narrating the entire thing. <laughs> a little bit, like, yeah. If, yeah. If, yeah if, like from Frozen 2 when Olaf like narrates the whole first Frozen movie to the, <laughs> the, best you know, part. the few seconds. It's like, hysterical. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like that. So uh, it's like uh, uh, Fro- uh, Olaf wrote the script for the narrators for that show. Uh, but Alan, you brought up uh, you brought up fireworks, and the last thing I would say that you have to do, of course, is, is happily ever after. Not just for boy or not just for girls, boys too. But I do feel like there are a lot of movies in there that girls can relate to a little bit more because of the princess, uh, you know, uh, projections and things, um, the songs. But it, it's for everybody. But girls are often a little bit more emotional and they're the ones that typically cry during fireworks. So, you know, I'm not one of those. I don't think I have one of those yet. <laughs> Abigail can probably fake it because she would probably just, it's just, it's just so beautiful. It's just beautiful. I can't take it. Um, but yeah, everybody has to see the fireworks. Oh, that show is so, I do cry every time. I can even hear it. Like <laughs> if it comes on like my phone or I'm listening to music and that comes on, like I immediately get like choked up. It's just such a good song. Like it's so good at making you feel like you're there and like remembering seeing it on the castle. And I love how on the castle it's showing parts in the movies and there is a lot of princess stuff in it, but it's not so much like them falling in love, but like when the princesses were really strong and did Mm -hmm. something very brave. And that's kind of why I get like chills and like, I love that. Like, that's what we're showing our kids now. It's like, you can do it all. You can fall in love, but you can also be brave and awesome and do great things. And oh, that show just like, it does all that. Uh, It gives me all the feels. And the guy that sings it is so cute. Of course he is. (laughs) Like, why why wouldn't he be, you know? Uh, It's Disney, Disney, you gotta be. Yeah, Disney is doing a very good job of empowering uh, young young females. And sure. The movies that they're bringing out, the songs that they're doing, um, some of their their live action TV shows and things, um, they're doing a very good job of, of making women feel like they have control of their lives and empowering them, and they can do great things. I, I definitely agree with that. And that you're right with when that song is playing. Um, some of those, I mean, Moana's in it. Um, frozen i mean it's they definitely hit on that so mm-hmm. good point summer yeah all right so um since brian and i are both guys you got to help us out a little bit summer help us in our plan was there anything we missed talking about on a girl's trip what else is there i think um for some of the older girls they like a spa day like anybody would so there's there's a bunch of options for spas on disney property and they all have amazing reviews at um you can go to senses at grand floridian or saratoga springs resort there's one at animal kingdom lodge called zahanati 
I'm sure I did not say that right. And I apologize, but <laughs> I've also heard great Better things than we about done. it. Yeah. And uh, ship shape at Yacht Club. So um, you have plenty of options to go get a nice massage. And after, I haven't done it yet. I don't know why. It would just be amazing to get a massage after walking all day at Disney. But um, my next trip, I'm going to put that down for goals. But they're full service, right? Like you can get manicure, pedicure, yes. facial, yes. get your hair done. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of really, off, really and good options. And most of them, um, you know, if if you couldn't get into Bibbidi Bobby Boutique and you just went in, you're like, can you do like a little something for my daughter? Like they can do like a little updo. Won't be like the full experience like Bibbidi Bobbidi, but um, a good like alternative. Um, another option, uh, for girls is the Disney's perfectly princess tea at Grand Floridian. So if your girls like tea parties, it's perfect. I think, um, like y'all said earlier, Grand Floridian, Grand Floridian just feels like Disney. I think cause you see it in the commercials, you see Cinderella like running through it. So to me, it feels like that's where they all live is Grand Floridian. So <laughs> it's just kind of um, regal. Yeah, it is. Um, so they do dancing, storytelling. Um, you do have to have reservations for it. So make sure that your wonderful travel agent with years of experience makes this for you. <laughs> um, and then um, one of my favorite things that we've ever done with my daughter at Disney is Jedi training camp. And that is such like not a girl thing. So I would just say like, try all the things and you never know which thing is going to be like their favorite, but her fighting Darth Vader, she'll never forget it. That's what she talks about all the time. I'll never forget like her marching through Hollywood studios and all their little robes and the lightsabers. And Oh, it was the cutest thing ever. And she just looked like so awesome up there. Like, and she, I'll just never forget how, like this huge Darth Vader walks up to her and he's just looking down and she was just looking at him like, I'm about to like whoop it up on you. Like I'm not scared. (laughs) She was just so awesome. And I was like, that's my daughter. (laughs) My nieces did that too. And I think with, with Ray being out and the new stories and things like that and some empowerment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. Jedi, Jedi training is a great option for any little paddle. Yeah. Don't skip it just because they're a girl. The girls are amazing. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's my biggest advice is, you know, when you're planning a trip, I know most people want to hit all the princess stuff. And I've had people say that multiple times to me. Um, We want to do all the princess things, but make sure you're not overlooking things that aren't just princess because that's what's awesome about little girls is they love everything. And there's going to be something for them there that may not be like, Cinderella. True. True. Yeah. And if you push it too much, then they make her out of it. And then you got to find other things for them to do every other time you go. Because which is what like, happened to me. That's just like, <laughs> if you're like us, whether or not your kids like it, you're still going to go. Like you're still going to force them right. to go. So you got to find something to entertain them while they're there. Because I like it. Of that. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> you're going to deal with it. <laughs> So as we get towards the end, is there um, any recent news from Disney Universal, anything like that, that we need to talk about? Anything new that we've heard? I have one from Universal that um, I'm interested to see how this works out. Uh, Universal Studios has 
implemented 200 houses in their uh, Universal Studios Resort in Florida. And right now they're just open for annual pass holders to try to test the waters, but it is the Revenge of the, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy and uh, Universal Monsters. And then the Bride of Frankenstein Lives. Um, they are open to, they will open to guests and for the first time ever, they'll be included in daytime admissions. So they're not gonna be part of the Halloween Horror Nights because they're not doing that this year. Yeah. Uh, so I will be very interested to see how those play out. I know one of them is a little more, they're not exactly geared towards kids, mm-hmm. um, but one is a little more tame, I believe, than the other. And one of them, I think the more tame one also has more of your classic Hollywood monsters in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where this goes because I could definitely see people taking advantage of this, the ones that would do the Halloween Horror Nights and spend the extra money to go to that spending a ticket you know, getting a daytime ticket and going and enjoying the parks and then enjoying the 200 houses as well. Uh, I think that's a great move by universal studios to try to bring some people in. Well, in universal really studios, is. Hollywood actually had um, a walkthrough scare attraction like that up until just before COVID um, they had a walking dead attraction at universal studios. Yes. Hollywood. So it was open during yeah. the day. You could go through any time. It was very similar to the haunted houses that they do um, for Halloween horror nights. Um, there were live actors in there and some, you know, different boo things that you stepped on and made you jump. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see that they're kind of trying that in Florida. Um, and it's a good way to bring some of the the work that had already been <laughs> just about done uh, yeah. on those houses for the year to, to get a little bit of use. So good to see. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the next bit of news, I feel like y'all gave me this to rub it in my face since I'm from Houston, (laughs) but um, (laughs) the NBA bubble has popped and walls are being taken down at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Also construction for the walkway between the Grand Floridian and Magic Kingdom is nearly complete. So the Rockets have gone home and we're really sad about it, but very excited about the walkway from Grand Floridian to Magic Kingdom. That's like the selling point for contemporary is like that walk is yes. so nice, not having to deal with um, even, even though the monorail is nice, it's nice to have the option to just skip all that and just yeah. walk straight there. So I'm so excited for that. Well, and sometimes that line for the monorail can be fairly long towards the end of the night and it's the first mm-hmm. stop anyway at the contemporary. So the walkway makes sense um now going the other way is that walkway opens to grand floridian it's a little bit longer of a walk but you could probably still make it (laughs) before you get on a monorail around there too Um, and it's just a really nice walkway that they've been talking about for a long time and it's good to see it um you know approaching completion it'll be fun yeah i've seen pictures of it um it definitely looks a lot better than the one from contemporary because Contemporary is just a big sidewalk uh, mm-hmm. The one from Grand Floridian is kind of uh, has a little bit of a bridge style look to it. Um, the walk from Polly to Grand Floridian is a pretty nice little walk. Uh, I don't want to say it's romantic or anything, but it, if you go on a nice cool night and everything, it's it's a good walk. Um, you, know, you can go out and just kind of, if you're done with the park, you finished early or something, you just want something to do, you can take that walk. So the Grand Floridian walk from Magic Kingdom to Grand Floridian is kind of very the same way. Um, just yeah. be mindful of any alligators that might be kind of walking around, but uh, I'm sure the nets I mean, will be up over there like they are. Else. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, you can get good, 
get a good little walk over there and it is a little longer, but you, it often could be shorter than a monorail. And if you have no bags to check or anything like that, you can get yeah. the park super quick. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say that walk from Polynesian to Grand Floridian, we've all done, uh, we might've been at Trader Sam's till the monorail stopped Sam's running and didn't have a whole lot almost, of choice but to walk back to the Grand. It's almost like, <laughs> call it the walk of shame. Like you, you spent too long and now you got to pay for it. You're like, oh, I got to walk. So, but it, yeah. it's a nice walk. It's, it's a good walk. It's not that long. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Oh. Uh, so one of the really cool things um, that's out is a lot. We don't talk about it a whole lot, but um, the pressed pennies are actually a really good souvenir and used to be cheaper than they are now. Seems like the prices have gone up a little bit, but um, the pressed pennies are really cool. You can get a little book that you can put pressed pennies in and you can get pressed pennies all over the resorts and the parks that have different characters and things on them. Um, but there's a brand new collector set that was just put out. Um, you can get them at Epcot, uh, right over in the American Adventure. They're outside, and they're patriotic press pennies. So there's actually four of them. Um, there's uh, Mickey, Donald. There's a Mickey head, um, and the fourth one was uh, Goofy. So Mickey, Donald, yeah. Goofy in the the tricorn kind of style hats, um, you know, from the the period, and then um, a stars and stripes Mickey shape, and they all say the American Adventure on them. So um, the cool thing is that these machines, they're being updated and we're not carrying coins as much anymore. So you can actually mm-hmm. just put your dollar in and it will spit out the, the press coin that you select. So if you don't have your own penny, you're okay. And, um, the machines are starting to take credit and debit card. So you, uh, don't have a lot of excuse now to not say, oh, I don't have any change. Um, <laughs> my mom and my grandmother loved the press pennies. I think they did it more for them than my nieces, uh, but my grandmother had a habit of, you know, like tipping her purse up on it and shaking it down, trying to find the quarters and pennies <laughs> in the bottom of her purse so we could get just a couple more. Um, so they're they're kind of a cool collector thing. And um, it used to be two quarters and a penny. So it was 50 cents to stamp it and you put your own penny and you got it back. Um, but now it's about a buck. Uh, but I, I think there's still, it's a good souvenir for a, a relatively cheap. And if you get the little book and collect them um, with all the different characters and things on them from around the parks and resorts it's it's a cool thing i like them yeah we have a um we got a bunch of them one trip and made a mickey head out of them and then framed it and it's really cool it looks really cool hanging it was a pain to get that many pennies (laughs) that trip like my mom was the one who was so into doing it and like every time we saw one oh there's another one it was like stop wait go look do we have this one do we have this one and yeah. there different, <laughs> there's different designs everywhere. So there's a whole uh, slew of them that you can collect. Yes, but it was worth mm-hmm. it. The picture on the wall is like really cool. So that sounds pretty. I neat. think, I think yeah. that's kind of like an older generation thing uh, to do the press pennies because I, I feel like they were popular in every single park, no matter where you went to. And it was the moms that always had to get one. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't, I don't have any. Um, I have another little guilty pleasure that uh, we're going to talk about in our uh, next season of episodes when we're going to talk about guilty pleasures and things that we collect. Um, so I don't have any of the press pennies and I'm glad I don't because I feel like I'd end up spending a fortune because if you have to get <laughs> all four of the American Adventure ones and you got to go to all four or whatever at the next stop, uh, you, you end up spending a lot of money very, very quickly, just like the pin trading. And I'm so yeah. glad I have not gotten into any of those. I feel like Blaine, because he's a collector, will end up getting into the pin trading. 
Mm-hmm. But the good thing about that is I feel like whenever he's out of it, we will make a fortune on those pins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I like pin trading, but I'm pretty particular about a lot of mine. So I, I don't want all the just standard ones that are out there. I find some kind of different and unique things that I kind of latch on to. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that yeah. more in our guilty pleasures. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our next bit of news, um, new villains and Halloween cavalcades are appearing in the parks at random times throughout the day. I've seen a couple of videos of these. They look, I love how they're playing the boo to you music um, mm-hmm. when they come through. The so it feels yep. like, yes. So it feels like you're almost at the party. Um, but yeah, any chance to see the villains is amazing we did the villains after party back in february together and that was my favorite after hours event i think i've done um it's just characters you never get to see normally and it's cool that people with just normal park admission are getting to see it now i think it's probably not going to stay that way after things go back to normal so um that's one thing that you really should take advantage of right now if you're thinking about going yeah, I, I agree. They, um, I feel like both Universal and Disney have done a very good job of saying, we can't have the after hours parties this year, but we'll bring the parties to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you still have about the same crowds. The only thing you're really missing, which it does take a lot of it away, uh, is the nighttime atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But you, you have the parade, you get to see the villains, they, they will interact with you while they're going down through the parade. Um, you got the haunted houses now at Universal Studios. So you really are getting a lot of the after hours events just during the daytime, which right now, the way the parks are going, you have a lot of free time to take advantage of seeing the parade. Exactly. That sometimes during a busy season, you, you may have to miss a parade because things are so crazy and the lines are so long. Um, you don't really have that issue right now. So it's definitely a good time to go uh, and, and check those things out. Yeah, so like one of them that's coming out now, um, we talked about it has the boo to you music, but you're seeing uh, Jack Skellington, Sally, and Oogie Boogie on a float during the day, which is kind of cool. Um, some Halloween characters. Um, the villains float comes out, I believe it, I don't remember if it was part of the old day parade or if it was part of Spectrum Magic. Um, but that you'll find, you know, Maleficent, the evil queen from Sleeping Beauty, I mean, from Snow White, um, Jafar, uh, who else is out there? Um, Captain Gaston Hunt. rides on a horse. Gaston on a horse. Um, the bowler hat guy from um, Meet the Robinsons. Jimmy Neutron and uh, Meet the Robinsons. Um, yeah, there's some Jimmy Neutron. Sorry, wrong one. Wrong <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, there's some interesting, cool characters. Well, they're very similar, but um, they are. There, there's some interesting characters that you don't get to see all the time. Um, it, it's kind of fun. It's fun to see the, the regular characters in their Halloween costumes, too. Mm hmm. Yeah, so really. I mean, you get to see Gaston quite frequently because of his meat. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other villains that you consistently get to see. And the only one I can think of is the evil queen at uh, the character meal. But other than that, I can't think Captain of any other Hook of my used to be out quite a bit, um, at least in Adventureland. Yeah. But yeah, not too many villains. Occasionally, you'll see Cruella every now and then. Um, I've seen her out in. Uh, town square on main street before randomly but i wish they did a dr facilier meet and greet in new orleans because he's fantastic he would be uh, yeah they had that party that they used to do there was like a a villain's party um that they would do at uh, hollywood studios every now and then 
um, that you would go in and a lot of those characters would be in there um, and do like a little stage show and, and interaction while you were eating, drinking and dancing and things like that it was kind of fun. But, um, we haven't heard of those parties in quite a while. And actually no. the, the building that they used to do them in is now home to the uh, cars. No, uh, McQueen Lightning McQueen Racing, Racing Academy yeah. now. Yeah. So I don't think they're gonna be doing a party in there anytime soon. <laughs> maybe the Disney Junior live on stage because that one keeps revolving. So maybe maybe a villains would stick. That'd be but, kind of fun. No. That would be fun. But you kinda I feel like the ones with really little ones like three, two and three, they really enjoy that. They do. I would hate to see it go. Yeah, they do. I, I was upset when they took Princess Sophia away from, from the park. Oh, I know. Um, she was one of those. I was like, how do you take her away? But I know. Um, she was like Disney's first original um, princess from a cartoon. So, mm-hmm. um, but I guess not a need. So, well, popularity wanes. It is what it is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So I think that's all we had on this episode. Um, you know, if we appreciate everybody and thank you guys for listening, uh, please feel free to comment with your own thoughts. Uh, let us know if you see these posted and you have questions for us. We're happy to hear from you guys. We might take your questions uh, in a future episode, uh, but we definitely want to hear your feedback, how we're doing. And uh, again, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Yeah. Summer, thank you for joining us. It's always a blast when you are on. Absolutely. Um, it's fun. We are going to we are going to continue our series with traveling with as we discuss traveling with an all boys party next, and keep a lookout for our Saturday showdown tomorrow, and then what do you want to know Wednesday and trivia Thursday? All of these are posted on our Facebook page, so please make sure you like and are following that. And if you've enjoyed the show and you think someone else will, someone else who may enjoy it as well, please share this episode with them. And as always, we want to hear from you. So please leave a comment or send us an email. All our contact details are available on the show description. Yep. And as always, we like to end our episode with a quote. Uh, and we have kind of a unique one that's not Disney related this time. Uh, but no, but Summer, fits, as our it, guest, it we always want to do that. Yes. I love this one. Fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, we didn't really talk about much. You know, we didn't talk about it at all, but we we definitely lost a great warrior for for women and, you know, human beings in general. Um, Equality over, and over justice in week. general. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, over, over the last week. So um, the world's a little less fortunate now without her in it. Um you know, but hopefully somebody will uh, pick up the slack. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, Summer, right. thank you for joining us. Um, thank you, Summer. Always a joy. Thank y'all, thank y'all for having me. It was so much fun, like always. We're, we're <laughs> going to try to make you a regular. Just, so just <laughs> be ready. You never know when we're going to call. So. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, Thanks for listening. Thank everybody. you guys we'll for listening. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye.